Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to learn about some advanced NX stuff. Super looking forward to it. Can't wait. So why don't we dive into it? We'll say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests, and then we'll get to the content. Mm -hmm. All right. Joining us today, we've got Mike. Mike, what's going on? <sighs> not too much. Just getting settled in. Just got back to my keyboard. But uh, other than that, not too bad. Excited for today's show. Nice. I feel like I'm a little hyped up and you're like just very calm and ready to go. <laughs> I'm forcing myself to act calm. Things were a little hectic around the house just a few minutes ago. Okay. So I'm trying to take a deep breath in. <sighs> nice. Nice. But in well, here, it's not what's going on. <laughs> Chaos up here. All right. Cool. But the outside. All right. Ready. Alyssa, how's it going? I'm like, where's my mute button and how does it work? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited. Yeah. And our guest today, Isaac. Isaac, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. I'm really excited to be here. We are stoked to have you here finally. Been uh, working on it for a little bit, but got you here. So it's great. Yep. All right. Do you want to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm uh, an architect with Narwhal. Um, I work with uh, clients, we do consulting, and um, one day a week we do work on open source tools like NX and, and some other things. And um, so I've personally done some, uh, some video courses teaching how to use NX. So there's, there's two different courses that I've done. I've done a, a free uh, intro to NX uh, course that's, that's useful for um, like any developer that's, that's in a and that's using an NX workspace. And then there's a, a paid advanced NX workspace course that is, um, that's for like an architect, some, somebody who is um, like setting up the workspace, doing more advanced things that so usually only a handful of people in a workspace would, would need um, the more advanced stuff. So they're, they're setting things up so that everyone else um, is um, using NX to, to its full capabilities. Very nice. Yeah. Right. Do, do you want to give a rundown really quick on what NX is for people that might oh, not yes. know? I mean, we got the advanced episode, so sure. hopefully people come in with some knowledge, yeah. but let's catch uh, so, so NX helps you manage your um, a, a TypeScript uh, monorepo. So uh, monorepo is where you have multiple applications all in one Git repository. And uh, the benefit of this is that you can easily share code uh, across multiple applications. You can, you can split code up. Um, but the problem with a monorepo is that uh, anytime you make a change, in order to make sure that that nothing's broken, you have to run all the tests across all the applications. And you, the more code you put in, the slower those tests get because you're running them all. And what NX does, it helps manage. The, well, the biggest thing it does is it helps manage that um, that complexity by uh, giving you some tools to only run the tests that are affected by a particular particular change. Uh, so if you make a change over here on the, in this library, you only test that library and anything that depends on it. Um, and it, it has some other things as well. Um, so that, that's kind of the core of NX. And then there's like uh, six to 10 uh, plugins that are also managed by Narwhal that um, add functionality on top of that, that base um, layer that help you to um, configure things like Jest or an Angular project or a React project and um, give you some some tools for for managing that. That sounds very infomercially, but wait, yeah. there's more. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, the, the thing is, it's it's set up to be a um, a pluggable system, so you can always just add more stuff in. And so, so it's it's got this base layer, and then and then you add whatever you want to on top of that. And then when it comes to Angular type work, that's building on top of the Angular CLI, right? Correct. Enhance yeah. that. Yep. So the um, all the plugins, uh, uh, an NX plugin is is just uh, an Angular CLI builder um, or, or multiple builders and um, Angular CLI schematics and just a way of bundling those those things together. Um, so and there's two different kinds of schematics. There's schematics that are for like generating code and there's schematics that are for migrating your configuration from from one version to the next version. Um, and so then just a, an NX plugin is just those things all put together and then some conventions around how you do those migrations. You make it sound so simple when I know it's not. <laughs> like, 
and that's all it is. There right. you have well, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the thing is that there's um, there's this huge um, list of vocabulary terms when when you start to get into it, and it can get really overwhelming. Like the the idea of a builder and the idea of schematics. That's just the top level like vocabulary, and those by themselves are not completely obvious what they do just from the name. And then when you dig into them, there's there's even more vocabulary inside of there that you have to kind of unpack. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's hard to, to, to dive in from, like when, when you're first getting started, there's, there's a steep uh, learning curve. And then there's, a, there's stuff for a test runner, right, as well, and linting? Uh, yeah, so that's, so the test, Testing is just a another like a builder can be so a schematic is anything that that modifies your code so it can create new code or it can modify existing code and a builder is basically everything else so a builder could could build your project a builder could test your project lint your project a builder could just display a funny message in the console um, and it, just any anything you want that's that can be take your code as an input but doesn't necessarily modify your code as an output. Nice, nice. And then it's also, um, so when we're talking about Angular, uh, which is our main focus here, yep. we're talking about it's on top of the CLI, but NX is also something you could use without the Angular CLI, right? Correct. Yeah, so NX, um, it's started out in the Angular community. Um, just, uh, let's see, spring of last year, we expanded. We just, it, it was already like the, the core Angular CLI has very little that is um, directly tied to Angular itself. And so we kind of leveraged that idea and we just made some builders and schematics that um, worked for React project. Because we have lots of clients that have both Angular and React in their, in their company. And since we're trying to advocate for the idea of a monorepo, we've got some teams working on Angular projects and another team working on a React project and they want to be able to share their code, some like you know helper utilities or whatever. And um, the in order to get the React team on board, the React company on board, um, we need to have schematics and builders that will make their lives easy, um, as, as well as, you know, the Angular schematics that, that help for an Angular project. So for like the non-Angular community uh, who want to get started with NX, is the Angular CLI still included as part of the library or is it uh, pure NX without the Angular CLI base? Uh, so the Angular dev kit is included. So okay. there's still that. Um, the, well, that's where the logic for actually executing the builders lives. So that right, makes sense. yeah. So executing the all the all the architect logic, which is the builders and the schematics, and yeah, all that. Um, so that's that's all included. Um, we don't have. Um, we wrote a basically a copy of the the ng command. We that's we're calling nx, which does ng plus a few other commands, and um, that's just because people who are starting a pure React project are, might get frustrated at having to type ng something um, if they're you know, opposed to Angular on, on I don't know, philosophical, philosophical principles or whatever. <laughs> are you saying that some front-end developers may be biased to one technology over another? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that it exists somewhere. <laughs> opinions. Everybody has right. opinions. So, um, I know we're going to talk about advanced stuff, but uh -huh. uh, I heard that just got added uh, the ability to add Storybook through NX. Yes, yeah. So I worked on that, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, so the the adding Storybook is so I I wrote a schematic that that will add the Storybook configuration to an existing um, to an existing uh, project, an existing library, and the, the idea for behind the schematic is to make it easy to, I feel like I'm just doing a lot of talking and not showing. Um, let me see if I can show, well, that's fine. I'll just talk about it. Um, so the idea is to, is to show, uh, to create an easy way to set up, um, to use Storybook to test a, a UI library. So you, you starting with a, any um, NX workspace that has some UI library, you can run this Storybook schematic and that will create a, um, create the storybook configuration for that UI library that will launch storybook and serve that, that those UI components. Uh, but then also you can, um, with an option in that schematic, it can create an end-to-end -end application that will create a Cypress end-to-end -end, uh, application that will point at that storybook instance. 
so that you can run um, you can run your end-to-end -end tests on those UI components in isolation, uh, which is uh, a you know a nice uh, nice way of of testing your UI components um, as you're building them out. So nice. to be clear, you mentioned that you're setting that up on a per project basis. Yes, and we're talking about this in the context of a mono repo where you can have, potentially have multiple libraries. Or yep, lots of libraries. You should. Yep. You would have to run through that setup to be able to uh, use Storybook for each of those libraries. Just to be clear, for people. Yeah. So the the existing so I you know in the long term plans I'd like to have a, a easy way to kind of combine multiple libraries together into one Storybook. Uh, but the okay. with the first version of the Storybook schematic is just for a single library and a, a single Storybook per library. Because some storybooks better than no storybook, right? Right, okay. and you can you can always add a like if you can set up your own configuration for storybook, you could do that at the root level and and define what you know what paths it should pull in, what stories files it should pull in to create the global level storybook. Um, it's just it's just not going to do that automatically for you. Hey, that was cool. That was going to be my uh, question. So yeah, awesome. All right, well, should we dive into the advanced stuff? Get started. Yes, everyone is in the chat saying show, show, show. Okay. <laughs> what is the best way to create a custom NX command? Hey, that is, we're going to start talking about some of that. Ooh. All right. Um, so let's, I'm going to share my screen here. If, uh, there we go. So let me move this off the side. Um, okay. So I'm just going to show real quick. Uh, so this is the on YouTube. This is a playlist that has the the free uh, basic NX workspace course. So you can go here, and um, I can uh, uh, yeah. So just search for NX on YouTube, and in the, you can look in the playlist, and there's the NX workspace course uh, for free there. Um, also for the advanced NX workspace course, if you go to nxplaybook.com, this is the advanced NX workspace course which has um, lots of things in here, um, folder structure conventions, how to add uh, tags to your libraries to kind of restrict how they depend on each other, um, uh, how to create schematics, creating builders. Let me expand that. Um, I go through um, doing a, a code migration in a, in a large um, workspace, how you could move um, if you have a library that's on one version and lots of different applications are using it, um, you could, uh, sometimes it's hard to migrate to a new version of that library, a new, like, like a new um, uh, API for a particular function. And so what, what this code migration section will, it will walk you through is how to make two different versions of that, of that function and then uh, create schematics that will um, migrate one library at a time and ensure that that once that migrate, once that library has been migrated over to using version two, um, then it will have a, a lit rule in there that will stop anyone from going back to version one. And so it helps keep the momentum pushing people towards using the, the future versions of the, of the library. And then there's a last section on how to set up CI um, with, with NX using NX affected and some distributed, um, how to do distributed builds across multiple uh, instances in your CI pipeline. Um, okay, so what I'm going to focus on today, and how much time do we have? Okay, good. We got 45 minutes. Good. Um, is uh, the the schematics and builders? Um, so I'm not just going to go through all the content that's in here. I'm going to actually focus on. So this is an article that was just put out uh, last week, I think, um, on what's new in NX 8.12. And uh, this, this paragraph here talks about a new schematic created by uh, John Camasuli, who's, uh, who just started Narwhal in January. And he's already created this, this really neat schematic that will automatically um, set up a workspace for you to create your own NX plugin. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at um, making our own NX plugin that, that does some, some silly things. Um, but... In the process of doing that, we'll be working on making a builder and a schematic. So we'll, we'll do some live coding here and uh, hopefully things don't go uh, too much off the rails. All right, so 
let's make that full screen. All right, so to get started, We'll do npx nx create nx uh, plugin here. So um, just so you know, if to create a new nx workspace, you can do npx create nx workspace, um, and that'll create a whole new uh, blank nx workspace. But if you want to make a plugin for other people to use, let's say um, actually let me let me go back here. Um, so uh, actually, what we can do right here, um, if you do. Let's see, do I have NX installed globally? Um, NX list? No, okay. All right. Um, I'll go to code. Uh, okay. So NX list, I'm, I'm inside of an NX workspace here, and NX list. Uh, shows the um, oops, shows the installed plugins that I have, and the the available pl plugins that that Narwhal provides. Uh, and so you can see there are things like like Jest and uh, Node and NX works Narwhal Workspace, uh, Angular and uh, Storybook here. Uh, but there and and React is also available. Um, but what if the the list of plugins here does not provide um, the functionality that you want. Say you wanted a Narwhal view or, uh, or like an NX plugin for view or NX plugin for, um, people have asked for plugins for um, like mutation testing with Striker. And I mean, everyone has their own thing that they would like to you know be, be included and incorporated in. So if you wanna do that, then you can make your own plugin like this. Um, I'm gonna see the code. Okay, so you go to the um, the directory that you want to put this workspace in, and you do npx create nx plugin, and I'm going to do dash help here, so we can see what the the options are. Do, do, do. Okay. So you give it a the the name of your of your workspace. So we'll call this uh, ng air, and then you give it the name of your plugin. And so I'm going to make a plugin that will use this uh, this cow say uh, utility in um, from npm. And if you don't know what what uh, cow say does, it does. This and and this uh, this cow say here is in honor of uh, Alyssa and her love it <laughs> her, her talk about uh, she had a talk about that had something to do with cows but I forget what the, the title was um, hello Alyssa it's uh, service workers and cows a love story okay there you go so so what it does is it takes takes whatever text you have and and puts it in this as this ASCII art so you know it's very useful I'm sure everyone will want to incorporate <laughs> this into their workspace. Um, but that, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to call it, the, the workspace is going to be called ng-air, and the plugin name is uh, cowsay. If you don't pass a plugin name, does it just make up one? Um, I think it. I think it's required. Um, it just won't, won't do anything. But I'm not sure. You can try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's installing. It's making this workspace. There's a question in the chat um, from Brocco. He wants to know if this uh, is terribly useful plugin will be published. <laughs> uh, we, we Yeah, we could do that. Wait. We could, we could publish it if you want. <laughs> do you just ask The real question is, could we get it adopted by Narwhal? Yeah, well, that's the, the whole point of this create NX plugin schematic is that you can make something that Narwhal does not have to maintain. So, so all the people who are asking for things and not wanting to maintain it themselves, they can do it and they can maintain it. And then if it's, you know, if it's really useful and we want to, you know, make it official, um, like included in the NX list command, then you can open a, an issue on the NX repo and then we could, we could talk about putting it into the NX list command. Um, okay. You should know that's exactly why schematics was created as well. <laughs> <So> the, <laughs> right. You didn't have to maintain all the options and people. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to do code uh, ng air here. All right, so this is what it makes for us. So it makes a uh, a library here. That's the the Cowsay plugin, and uh, it has a a builder, a Cowsay builder here inside of the builders folder, and a a schematic inside of the schematics folder. And these are, are uh, referenced here in a builders.json. That's just the configuration file that's needed to for the uh, the Angular CLI or the NX CLI to, to know that there are builders here. And there's the collection.json that, that references the schematic. Um, and so just, just out of the box here, we can run um, NX uh, build cowsay. And it will build it. Um, and we've got something over here. It's something, you know, it doesn't do anything yet, but uh, we can run NX test cow say, and it will execute the unit tests. Um, it's got an end to end application set up here that, that runs some end to end tests on these, on the commands. Um, and so this, Basically, this, this schematic set takes care of all this configuration stuff for you, so that you can you can dive right into uh, making your um, making your plugin. So let's let's do that. So I'm going to go to um, we don't need this window anymore. I'm going to go to this cowsay. Okay, yes, accept cookies. Um, I'm going to install cowsay here. Yarn add cowsay. Mm. All about down. that yarn, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then go down here, and I'm going to use this to make our plugin. So let's see. So here, so by default, it, the builder just logs something to the console. Um, so instead of that, we're going to paste that in. And instead of builder ran for cow say, we're going to do... Um, Cow say dot say and it takes text and uh, it would be nice to pass in a, some sort of message here so, so that the person who's executing this builder can um, can decide what the message is going to be. So let's let's set that up here in the, our, our schema. Um, and so we'll make a let's see properties message. And I think it's type, make that a string. And we'll update, let's see, that's, okay, that's right. And we'll update this schema file here and give it a message that's a string. Save that, save this. Okay, now the options object that gets passed in here gets its value from the schema.ts.d.ts file. So we can just use options.message. Okay, so we're gonna pass that in. Now, okay, so now let's um, let's look at this end-to-end this -end test here and see if it's, uh, so here's our end-to-end -end test. So it, uh, this uh, this runs so it's this is an end-to-end -end test that runs Jest and does a, a mock command line basically. Um, so unique uh, of cowsay just adds a, a random string to the to the cowsay string, so it's going to be different each time. Uh, Ensure NX project uh, makes a temporary um, NX repo inside the, of a temp folder, uh, and then run NX command async uh, simulates running this command on the command line. So it's, this would be like typing NX generate uh, ngair cowsay, the cowsay builder. Um, and then plugin is the, the string that was created up here. So when we run this, um, so I'm gonna run NX ETE cowsay uh, ETE. Um, and this will probably fail. Hopefully fail. It 
So Lance Finney in the chat said earlier that he set up an NX project recently for a client and that your videos were incredibly helpful and awesome. So, well, thank you. So the thing about making videos is you can cut out all of this waiting time. So I just type my command and then half second later it's done and we move on to the next thing. But when I'm doing it live, we have to wait. Um, so it's, this is expecting our, our output to have the string builder ran. And that string was there uh, before, but now that string is not gonna be present because we've replaced it with, with cowsay. Um, okay, there we go. Um, so should create cowsay and can I read property join if undefined. Okay, so I messed up my syntax here. Uh, .say, uh text options message. And I ran into this error earlier and I'm trying to remember what it was. Cowsay.say is right. And then it's a string. It's an object with text. Options.message. Oh, maybe um uh, let's see. Wait, need Ge generate is not the right, sorry. Um should create cowsay. No, oh, here we go. Yeah, build build plugin. That's right. Uh let, let me try this with um let me just give it a default um a default property here. I think I'm probably not passing in the uh, a message correctly in our end-to-end -end test. Um, and yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, okay, and then here, um, passing in plugin and uh, dash dash message. This is how we would set up the, the message option in the builder. Um, we're gonna say, um, uh, hi, Angular error. I think that's right. Panelist, you can help pair program with me if I'm got some syntax wrong. That unique call for the plugin or the plugin value? Uh, here, up here. On line 10, yeah, is yep. does that do, does that generate a, a single string? Does it generate? Um, yeah, so, so it makes a new string. It, it'll take, it'll give you something like um, um, dash cow say. So all it, all it does is it makes a, makes a random string and tacks it on the beginning of, of this string so that you're, it's, it's testing to make sure that you're, um, there's nothing hard coded in your, in your builder. Um, so it's not expecting this particular string to show up. And definitely does not contain spaces. I think that's what Justin was uh, getting. Uh, yes, it does not contain spaces. Okay. Is that the message? Is that supposed to be the message? That'll be okay. the value that goes in the message or? So, so this, this plugin gets, um, so for, first what's happening here is that it's running a, a schematic, which, which launches, which creates a, a library here um, with, with this name. That's, that's what this does. And then uh, run X, NX command async down here. This is launching our builder that's going to um, log out a, a console message. So what, what happened when we ran our end-to-end -end tests here, it did what I expected the first time. And um, so it expected builder ran, but instead it logged out this, which is moo. Uh, so let's do, instead of to contain, let's do... Uh, dot to match inline snapshot. And you didn't want to put that ASCII art string in there? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so so we'll we'll launch that uh, that end-to-end -end test and uh, apparently 48 seconds later we'll have our our results. Um so so that's that's working on that. Um Let's see. People have um, other questions while I'm while we're waiting on this. We could we could look at. There's also um, some unit tests that go with that are generated by default here. Um, and this this options 
property You go, is. Mike. You go, Mike. I, I have a question. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar um, with the Builder API, like myself, um, <laughs> are those extensible? Like, can you have your builder call another builder and chain those together? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so if I wanted to have a potentially a pre or post task uh, surrounding the default CLI builder, then I could definitely do that here. Uh, yes. So I have not personally done that. I've done that with schematics. I haven't personally done that with builders. Um, but you can do whatever you want inside of here. So this this is just um, an observable, and and you can put whatever you want before and after this tap, um, or even replace this with something else. Um, and let's see what else. I mean, there's um, I don't remember the functions offhand. Um, there we go. Run builder. Um, does that? Yeah. Uh, nope, nope. Run builder is this this function itself. Um, there, there is a um, yeah. I, I don't know offhand, but yes, the, the short answer is yes. Um, you can you can do that. Um, so this this end to end test uh, completed successfully, but let's see what the um, what the inline snapshot is. So here it's here's it says high angular air, and it's got the the ASCII art, but with the backslashes escaped. Um, yeah, so that's that's working, um, and so this uh, this builder could do could do anything. It could be um, executing some a uh, build script. It could be um, running tests. It could be doing whatever whatever you can um, whatever you imagine. Um, so let's let's go to a, a schematic here, and so this uh, this default schematic. What it does is it creates. Um, Let's see, schematic, function, normalize options. Okay. So this default schematic does a um, uh, update workspace. Add projects to initiate and tree. Um, so this uh, schematic is updating our um, our Angular.json or Workspace.json files to add a a build command to it, uh, which is well. Here, let, let me actually um, show you what what gets generated by the um, by the end-to-end -end tests when when you run them. So here in the um, in the, the temp folder, it creates an NX ETE and a proj folder. And inside of here is another uh, NX workspace, which is um, basically where your plugin is being used. And so it's created a, here, this workspace.json, which is the essentially the angular.json renamed. Um, it has taken this um, default uh, CowSay 7906 project and then it added the the schematic added this um, this builder to it uh, build and the builder is the ng air calsay build um, and it also let's see so you can see that in um, let's see in package json does it have yeah so it, also in the package json it automatically added our our calsay um, plugin here so you can even go into um, this temp directory here and run whatever ng commands or nx commands you would normally do in a um in an nx workspace nx build and it's what was the, the library was named calsay calsay 7906 if i can type um and this this runs your plugin that you just made um, with your code, but in in this temporary repo. And we could do dash dash message, um, hello, and it and it does what what we coded up to do. Um, so that's that's pretty pretty cool. It's all that is is set up automatically for you. Um, and is it just the build command, or like could we define what command we want? 
you can absolutely define what command you want. And so let's go into, we'll, we'll just do this manually, um, but you can make your schematic do whatever you want it to do. So I'm, I'm just gonna change this string to anything I want. Um, call it hocus pocus. And, and now instead of NX build, so uh, build is a, um, is a special string that, that NX and the Angular CLI know how to, how to do, how to use. Um, but um, if you have a custom string there, then you need to use NX run and then put the name uh, here, the name of the task. Oops, I spelled it wrong. Um, so if that was, if that was build here um, and save that here, you can do NX run. So th this, uh, I can type, this is the exact same thing as NX build. Um, it's just a NX build cow say whatever is just a shortcut for, for this syntax. So if, if you're going to do a, a custom string there, you have to, you have to execute it like this. Yeah. To be, to NX be clear, run or, or NG run. Go ahead, Brocky. Yeah. To be clear, the NX run, that string actually can have three parts. The first part is the project name. Yes. The yep. second part is the command name that you gave underneath architect. And then you, the third one also delimited by a colon. Uh, can be a configuration underneath there. So you could have multiple flavors of that with different options defaulted underneath the builder as well. Uh, yeah, so um, you do, um, and actually sometimes you want to, um, to, to use a command from a different, um, uh, actually, never mind. I'm gonna backtrack what I said. Um, that's, I was talking about schematics. Um, okay. One more thing really quick to that. Yep. Okay, so just to put it in context of like where we might want to use that, say we're uh, we have a project in here, an application for creating Angular elements, right? And it's an app, and we build it, and it builds into multiple JS files. We want to add the functionality to bundle all those into a single JS file. We could build a, a plugin like this for the builder, call it bundle, and use right. it in fashion like the hocus pocus, right? Yeah. 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 Or, or you could call it, um, you know, deploy or, or release or um, uh, docs to generate docs. However you do that in your um, organization. Um, there's, there's all sorts of things you could, you could do with this. What's really cool about that is like something we might want to, we end up solving maybe with like a separate JavaScript file or a node file. And we just call that from our package JSON. Now we're putting it into the workflow of the architect of the, the CLI, which is. Right, right. So you can um, often in a lot of our, our client projects, we've got people put scripts inside of this tools folder. Um, and those are, can be do, do all sorts of different things. Um, but the, the benefit of, of taking that script and putting it into uh, a builder um, or into, into the, the architect process is you could do something like, um, so if this was, I don't know, docs, um, and you wanted to generate docs for uh, all the libraries that were affected by a particular PR change, um, you can do that really easily when it's inside, when it's, when it's a builder. If you have it as its own custom script, then then you you lose all that the NX affected uh, capability. So if you wanted to do, you could do NX affected um, target equals docs, and uh, let's see, that's not going to work because I haven't made any changes. Um, so I could do. There you go. Um, no project with docs will run. Let's see, save that. Um, okay, well, it might be, um, it might be confused because it's not a real, um, repo and that the git, the git history doesn't actually exist in this temp, um, directory. But th that's that's the idea. That's the reason why you'd want to make your own um, put put your own custom scripts into this this uh, workflow because then then you can leverage uh, the NX affected command. Can uh, I okay. Yep. This question. Um, Go ahead. So I could see these builders potentially changing uh, fluidly with a project uh, or a set of projects. 
for best practices, is it best to leave these builders in a separate repo or is it okay to have them live side by side inside of your main uh, NX workspace? Um, I would I would put them all in the same repo, mono repo for the win. Um, and if you want to, that, that's, a, that's a great question because John also um, created a way to to add an NX, a new NX plugin to an existing mono repo. Um, all you have to do is, um, I need to go back to the, the main NG Air um, workspace. Um, you just do yarn add uh, narwhal NX plugin. And then let's see, let me see if I can, uh, here's, so this PR, this documentation PR is, um, is ready, but it has not been merged in. So you're getting cutting edge stuff here. Um, I just need to find the command that I'm supposed to run. Uh, builder testing end to end, including assets. Uh -huh. Nope, it's up here. Here we go. Yep. Install, nope, not there. There we go. So there, there's a schematic that is included in this um, in this uh, plugin here that will make a new plugin. So say instead of cow say we want to do um, um, I don't know Yoda say, which I just saw on npm is a thing. I don't I don't even know what it does, so I'm not going to execute it here, but. Um, Guess what but, it does, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Yes. Uh, so then so then this just makes a another another library that says that's called Yoda Say with a end-to-end -end project that links to it and and sets up the you know the workspace.json or angular.json so it's um, you know has the the right configuration here. All right. So yes, I, I would keep it in the same mono repo so it can um, be used here. But then you can you can um, build it and publish it for other people and other organizations to use if you want to. Um, that's that's the value of having your own NX plugin as opposed to having uh, your own custom builders and your own custom schematics that just live inside of your works your own um, repo. Um, okay. So the same idea goes for schematics here. So this this default schematic. Uh, makes a makes a very makes a file here uh, with this uh, setup, and so I'm just going to change this to instead of declaring a variable, I'm going to call it uh, your um, friend the cow, and it takes uh, some input from the schematic file here, and so I'm going to go find that. So this is this. Oops. So I'm not going to dive too deep into all the things that schematic does, but basically this function here is what um, what defines what is available to this template file. And so I'm going to defi define the cow here to be, and I need to get that, uh, that code from up here. Now this is being sloppy, but that's okay. I'm going to take this cow say, and we'll just call this um, options dot. Uh, we'll say options dot project name. Sure. Okay. So now. That goes there, and so I'm going to run the end-to-end uh, -end tests here. So this one, yeah. So this one is testing the schematic itself. Um, it's testing that this this file exists, um, but we also want to test um, that the file contents are what we expect it to be. So we'll take this this same string here. 
what's going on. Path stream. I think I'm importing the wrong read file. Yep, that's the wrong read file. Uh, that's the one we want. And expect that to match snapshot. There we go. So now we'll run the end-to-end um, -end test here. Nx run ete uh, cow say ete. And then we'll see, uh, oh, wrong way. You can either do nx ete cow say ete, or you can do nx run with the ete at the end here. So I was just mixing syntax. <clears throat> So that these this schematic is is for creating new creating new code, um, and it, it can do all sorts of different things. Uh, it can modify things. It can create new code and um, all sorts of excitement. So oh, say you wanted you had your own um, I don't know special uh, flavor of Angular, or um, maybe your your um, you want to be extra opinionated about how your organization uh, creates Angular apps and libraries. So you can create your own schematic for, for adding a route or your own schematic for um, creating a new component in a particular way that you know the, your, your organization creates always creates components with, with this particular structure. And so this is what the um, this is what the file contents will look like, like that. So const your friend the cow equals this string. So um, so that's creating a, a schematic and a builder. Um, and then if you want to, you can um, the nx build cow say which packages it up and sticks it in the dist folder up here. And it's up here. And that, what's in the dist folder, you can run uh, npm publish uh, on that dist libs cowsay directory and send it off to, to npm. Um, but I'm not signed in. So, and I don't have access to the add ng air uh, organization on uh, on npm but if you did that you'd, you'd be done you'd ha you'd have something ready to to ship so if i'm building a plugin then i it can have builder and have schematics or it could have just schematics yep right yep so okay. if you if you add if you want to add so you can have multiple schematics to the same thing so if you um in here so in this this default one has one schematic and one builder, but if you want to, you can add a new a new folder in here. Uh, let's see, new folder, um, cow think, and um, and then in your and then copy all this stuff over there, and then in this here we can we got this builder the the build builder, but you can make a um, a cow think builder here. Uh, yeah, so that's that's how you'd rec you could you could bundle two different builders in the same plugin, and the same thing goes for for a schematics. You can you can make multiple schematics and register them in the collection.json and bundle them all together and ship them off. And you, you can obviously, I mean, you could, you could delete this and, and have no schematics. All right, cool. we're, we're close to the end. Um, I have one other thing to show off um, unless you have burning questions. I do have one small question. Yep. So then if I publish that, like, and I had my own NX repo already ready to go, and I want to add, I, you published that, and I want to add your plugin to my existing NX repo. Yep. What would the command look like at that point? Is it just like an NPM install with the yep. name? 
Yeah, it would just be npm install. Um, in this case, it would be add ng air slash cowsay, and that would that would install it. If you made a um, an ng add schematic here, um, then then you could do then you could do ng add ng air cowsay, and that would execute this schematic while it's installed when it's installed um and that's how we would tie into like automatic adding those architect entries into the existing uh right json mm -hmm. there and that sort of thing yep awesome yep um yeah so the um the other thing i wanted to to talk about is um actually here i'll just do it this way um, there is a um, a new uh, feature that's that was just added to NX um, local caching, and we're working on distributed caching. But um, so the idea here is that you can run. Um, so let me just show you how to do this in uh, in your NX.json file. Um, you just take this configuration here, and there, there's a blog post about this. You just copy this, you, you set up your runner, and you tell it which commands you want it to cache, and it will cache those um, those operations in your node modules folder. So if you run nx build, this is this is a new a new repository here. But if you run nx build my app, that was that was cached, and so it it was it happened almost instantly. Um, whereas if I were to go in here and make some change here um, that that'll break the cache and it'll take a normal amount of time to to do that build so local caching is is really is is pretty cool it's it's neat from a um, from an academic kind of perspective and it can it can potentially save you like for instance um, so now if I do this again it's almost instantly um, uh, but you can also if I go back to so this this version without the two there is is still in the cache, so I can run NX build again on that, and it's still cached. Um, so that that's pretty cool. How um, far but back it doesn't, does that go? What's that? How far back does that go? Like how many? It goes. It, it goes until you run out of space in your node module. So it it stores it inside of dot cache NX here, and so it that will that will just save it forever until you blow out node modules or you. You run out of hard drive space. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so that that caches both the um, the the console output and the um, and the file system output. So the dist folder here, I can I can delete this dist folder and then run this again, and it's still instantaneous, and it's and it put the files back in. So it's, it's just copying over the the files from the cache, which which is really cool. Um, but you can also yeah you can also work for for testing. Um, so the the hard the the not as useful piece to this um, local caching. So that took six seconds, and if I run it again, it's happens right away. Um, the the not so useful piece to this local caching is that um, you know my my friend uh, my you know the other developer friend checks out the same same um, branch and he runs the tests and he still has to execute them all on his machine. So it's not sp speeding him up at all. Um, and if I, you know, check out something from, from master, that's not, that's not cached on my machine. So I have to, you know, fill up my cache on my machine before I can get the benefit of that. So we're, we're working on uh, a distributed caching system. And I'm, that's, that's really exciting for me because that, that um, takes you to the place where the um, all across your whole organization, um, if if a particular piece of code has already been built, everyone can just use the same cache. If it's been built in in CI, then you can just use the same cache. So somebody um, checks out um, a a brand new um, branch like from from CI. Somebody you know wants you to to review their PR. You check out their branch. You run build on your machine, and it happens instantly because it's been already been run in CI. Yeah. Um, and so that's. That That's really cool. So cool. When you yeah. say that um, if something's already been built, at what level is that considered to be built? 
Is it on a per project basis or is it on a per application basis? Uh, being that non-publishable libraries don't get built separately. Um, yes, so that is, so there's a whole um, blog post, um, caching, um, I think that's the one. Oh, I, I already had it open, okay. Um, yeah, so so building is um, the the way Webpack works. It builds everything um, for the all the dependencies of the application. So it can't it can't piece together all the libraries um, that are that have you know already been built. Um, so that so that from that perspective, yes, it'd have to rebuild the whole application every time a change gets made inside of it. Um, but um, for for testing, that can get cached on a per library basis um, for each project. Um, and linting can be cached, and um, there are other things that, that can be cached really well. Um, and theoretically, um, so here's um, so here's a you know a blog post that goes through all the the pros and cons and ways that the cache can get. Um, so can Bill get was broken. asking a couple questions about this. Um, do you know if it works like the Webpack hard source plugin? Um, um, I'm not familiar with that plugin. And then Sorry. are there any pitfalls that we should know about with index caching? So um, caching will help you. Um, so the, the the way, so so Victor wrote the caching plugin and it, he set it up so that, um, so caching is very, it's very important to not cache when you're not absolutely certain that you can cache um, because that's, you'll get into strange, weird bugs uh, that way. Um, so it's any anytime you could possibly Break, need to break the cache, the cache gets gets invalidated. Um, so it's not going to solve everything. Um, and, and it works um, in, um, in concert with the NX affected command. So um, in, in both cases, for NX affected and for caching, the, the worst case scenario is like if you have to rebuild the whole application, if you're, um, something at the bottom of your dependency graph has changed, neither of those tools is going to speed up your build. So you're gonna you're gonna have to rebuild everything if 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 you know something gets changed at the bottom, um, but NX affected and and the caching will help in in two different complementary ways to speed up your build in the non um, non worst case scenario. Okay, very cool. And um, as far as the um, distributed, yes, caching um, is the plan for it to work on different operating systems or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll work anywhere that NX works. Uh, it's just, um, yeah, it, it's just a, a plugin to NX itself. And so it's the way, um, so let me see. If, well, okay, I, I've lost where I was. But anyway, so basically whenever you run a, a command from NX, it'll, it just checks to see if there's a cached version of that. And if there is, then it'll just give you that. Otherwise it will run through what it would normally do. So. It's just logic inside of inside of NX to check the cache first, otherwise keep going. Awesome. Yep. Yep. So that's that's coming soon, and we'll, there'll be big announcements for that when that's when that's ready. Um, why don't I? Um, we're at the top of the hour. Yep. Also, we can wrap it up. And there's unless there's any last bit of questions on the stuff. We good? There were. Mm, two questions early about NX working with Ionic, and then someone just commented that it already does. So I don't know if you could address that. Um, I, I have not personally worked on a project with Ionic, but um, I, I think it does. <laughs> that's that's my you know, very confident answer. <laughs> so uh, Nathan Walker, uh, Jeff Welpley, our friends, uh, they did XPlat a while back ago, and XPlat was something that helps adding... Uh, cross-platform stuff with NX, like Ionic and things. So maybe that's the solution. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, oh, real quick, uh, where can people find out documentation on NX? Uh, so you can go to nx.dev, and um, that has all sorts of documentation there. And um, yeah, so we're we're in the process of of expanding that documentation and make it more more friendly to newcomers. Um, but we also have blog posts on blog.narwhal.io that that will release new um, new updates as new versions come out. Awesome. Awesome. Okay.
Let's do some picks real quick and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, if anybody has any picks, our panelists. Mike, do you have any picks? Uh, I have one final question. We just asked Isaac where we can find more information, but my other question is where can people find you? If people are looking for you to get in touch with you or want to sure. say where can people find you online? Besides uh, Angular. <laughs> right. Uh, so on Twitter, I'm uh, at man Isaac. And um, that's that's the main place. I also blog for you know for Narwhal, um, and you know I put out video content and stuff. Um, yeah, um, you can also um, I guess this this can be my pick. Um, I also am an egghead instructor. So just in December, I I uh, posted a new course on uh, state machines with with XState, and the the um, the course material is uh, in a React app. But the the content is is perfectly applicable to to Angular apps as well, and the whole idea is to um, more um, be more structured about how you you uh, define your state and be be specific about how your state transitions to one one setup to another setup. Very cool, awesome. All right, I do have a pick, and it is the ZHS theme that you're using, Isaac. Oh. I can't tell people what it is because I actually don't know what it is. So maybe you can tell. Okay. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, I, I mean, it's oh my ZSH and I just found a script and I ran it. So I, I, just, I just set this up uh, Freaking love a few oh my weeks ZSH. ago. Yeah. I love that you're using that. <laughs> well, you, can, you can tweet it out or message us and then we can retweet it and we get it out to everybody. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'll do that. They look cool. So Nice. Oh, Mike, Mike might have one more thing. I do have a pick. Uh, my pick is uh, actually Aaron Frost and myself are doing a two-day workshop at NGConf this year. I saw that. Ooh. I tweeted about it earlier today. I'll probably go and retweet myself to be a little vain. Uh, <laughs> but that link is out there if you're interested. Uh, it's a uh, two-day workshop on RxJS, and all the patterns that you use that we'll go through in there will be applicable to Angular Apples as well. Should be a good time, good fun. Register for that. It'll be good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Hey, Isaac, thanks a ton for coming on, sharing your time, and sharing this content. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. That's a wrap. Have a good one, everyone. Take it easy. Bye.